Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of BDE, Big Dorm Energy. I'm your host, Ashley Lifton, and I hope you're all having a wonderful day. This is going to be a very unique episode, kind of different than the rest. So today's episode is going to be assumptions about college. Now, some YouTubers do this thing where they do assumptions about me and post on their Instagram and people ask them questions or make assumptions and then the YouTuber makes a video responding to those assumptions like, oh my god, I assume you have plastic surgery. Then the YouTuber will come on and be like, oh my god, yeah, I actually got lip fillers. Anyway, so I'm doing something along those lines but college focused and you're just stuck with me this episode. I hope I keep you entertained. I'm going to try my best to just set the scene. I am sitting in my bedroom, facing my bedroom window, got my hydro flask with me, got my phone with all the assumptions. And now, not to lead anybody on and think that I'm like Miss Influencer Queen, because I'm not. I did not do the post on my Instagram get responses. I sent all a bunch of people on Snapchat to send me different assumptions and I screenshotted a bunch of them and some are definitely kind of repetitive so I will try not to read the same ones over again but I'm just going to go through my camera roll, read them, respond and I think it's very great information for anybody in college or anybody who is going into college just to get a feel but also you know what I'm just I'm just here to entertain so one of the first ones that I think is kind of funny, um, a friend of mine said, sex your roommate is less awkward than I thought it would be. So this was pretty funny. Um, who, those of you who don't know what sex is, sex is when you kick your roommate out of the room. You exile them, but for sex. This person was saying that it's less awkward than he thought it would be. And the reason being, you can imagine that you're bringing somebody back to your room to freak it, have some fun. And it's kind of weird being like, yo, like, can you leave the room? Um, But this person said it actually wasn't that awkward. And I think the reason is because everybody's in college. People are having fun, doing their thing. And you know what? If you got to bring someone back to your room, like, Lots of people do it, whether you're going to have sex or not. And so I think everybody has a common understanding. But also I recommend talking to your roommates ahead of time. Like say you know you're going out with someone to a party or anything with a frat or sorority, whatever your thing is, and you know like, oh, I'm going to be with this person that I want to bring back to my room. Like give your roommates a heads up. Always just communicating and letting them know like, I don't know how long we're going to be things like that. So keep that in mind. But yes, sex dialing, super college, super fun. Um, The next one says pre-med students don't sleep. Now I can't really comment on this because I am not a pre-med student, but a friend of mine thought this and I I actually heard from a few of my friends who are pre-med and they said that they actually do get sleep and were able to manage their schedules better than they anticipated. And those pre-med students who claim that they don't sleep a lot of times what I've noticed is it isn't really a reflection on their workload rather how they manage their time and so not to expose one of my friends but Elise Foreman who was on the last episode hope you listen to this because I'm exposing you she is in the pre-med program Plea Me at Brown and she gets no sleep 
would always call me exhausted and she'll sleep to like 10 or 11, which is crazy for college. And she would go to bed at like 4 a.m. every night because she would always have people in her room. And so she didn't manage her time and she was so afraid of not spending time with people. So she would be with them constantly. So it wasn't necessarily a reflection on the workload, but how she managed her time. So I think everybody tries to figure out time management in college. Definitely, you got to sacrifice some fun nights. It sucks, but all right, next one, super light, that I'd actually eat breakfast. And this person sent me a picture of their breakfast. Super cute. Um, I'd say that everybody's meals kind of change and you get on different routine and schedule in college. And I think something that really frustrated me was I love a routine. I love a schedule. And for a long time, it was really out of whack at school just based on when you have classes. I learned that I like taking classes more so in the morning and then I like to work out and then do my homework, see friends, whatever. So my schedule was really me grabbing a smoothie or something light in the morning and then I'd snack or have like a later lunch. Okay, you guys really don't care about my daily eating habits, but basically it just depends on your schedule. I think breakfast is one of the most important meals of the day. And so I always made it a point to eat it. Also, I'm hungry in the morning. Some people don't eat breakfast and I do not understand how they do it. Like I just couldn't not eat for that long of a time period. Like I'm up and I'm hungry and I have to pee. Sorry if that's a TMI. All right, next assumption. Somebody assumed that no one did drugs and literally everyone they met at school said that they have done or do coke. Now, I think every school when it comes to drugs is different. I think some schools do it more heavily than others and also, if weed is legal, maybe weed is more pronounced at your school. Um, I'd say for my school at UCLA, drugs weren't huge, but there would be different parties where you'd see people doing things, and people definitely wanted to experiment, and I don't think that that's out of the norm for school, but I don't think like everywhere you go, you see just hard drugs all the time. It's more so like weed and alcohol and things like that. Give hugs, don't do drugs, kids. Stay in school. Yay, PG content. All right, next one. So this is from somebody who's going to be a junior and she's an out-of-state student. She thought she wasn't going to adjust to the different climate and find close friends as fast as she did. And I think that's a trend I saw in a lot of the assumptions I got where people didn't expect to find friends as fast as they did. And one of my friends said it very well. People want to make friends, and I hope that that continues throughout college, but people go to school, and they're so excited to meet new people and make new friends, so don't ever be scared. I literally would go up to everyone and be like, hey, you're my new friend, so if you want to use that, you can. I recommend. Somebody else said, I assumed that I wasn't going to be super close to my roommates because I heard a lot of bad roommate stories from my friends who went to school earlier than us. That is such a big fear. Oh my goodness. I felt the exact same way. I have friends who have horror stories. Like some people, I hate to say it, are the worst people to live with. They're so bad. I got really lucky with my roommates um, that I had, even though my roommate said that she assumed that my roommate would be cool, saying that I'm not cool, if you didn't get that. Anyway, I think that the most important thing if you're not going random is to really ask the hard-hitting questions and I think everybody has non-negotiables but when you're going through the process you tend to be 
blindsided or you tend to be oblivious to certain people's flaws because you want it to work out so badly and I know it's a very stressful process but being super open and honest and then when you get to be roommates with someone being so communicative I'm literally the most communicative person ever so if we had beef or if there was a problem we'd discuss it we'd hash it out and move on even though it was kind of just like sisterly fights that my roommates and I had nothing crazy but so that's that definitely communicate I think people unfortunately do have freshman roommate problems like that's the main one but I think the way people deal with it is just being out of the room as much as possible and also then you become closer with other people like people that I know who have had roommate problems make other friends that are so much better than their roommate that it doesn't really matter. So whatever happens, it's not like a make or break experience. Then you just, it builds character, you know? That's what we're all after. Well, maybe some of us. Okay, somebody else said, it's hard to make close friends at a huge college. So a lot of people said this and I'd say that that's absolutely not true whatsoever. I think that the benefit of going to a crazy big school is that there's so many different people. Oh, look, there's a guy walking outside my window, and he's wearing a UCLA shirt. Go Bruins! Ah. Okay, back to my podcast. So I think that there's so many different people to choose from, and it's different from wherever you went to high school or anything because if you get with a friend group or make certain friends and they're not your people, you can be like, sayonara, probably won't see you ever, and that's fine. But it also gives you the freedom to like pick and choose your friends, which... At where I went to high school, I went to a super small school, and so you didn't really have that freedom as much. I know that some people had really clicky high school experiences, and that must suck. I kind of made an an effort to be friends with as many people as possible, and I felt like my grade, because we were only like 90 kids, we all meshed and bonded and would all hang out as one group, so that was super awesome, and I know I got super lucky, but definitely a fear and you know what even if you go to a pint-sized school like I have friends at small liberal arts colleges and they love it because it's a bunch of like-minded people and so even though it's a lower density of of people at the school there are more people like you so you're probably more likely to get along with them and do well you know the vibes I hope you know the vibes all right So then she said that college is all stress and academics and you can't balance partying with doing well in school. So I think that this is something that is definitely like a test the waters type of situation, if you know what I'm saying. I think that everybody goes through periods, excuse me, where they want to just go out and party and make friends. And I think it's definitely, you learn time management very well. And I think unfortunately there's a lot of times where you'll mess up I think I've been there where you go on like a bender and you rally and you're like even though like I started on Wednesday or Thursday like I'm gonna go out until Sunday night and you know what you do uses like really go for it however you're so exhausted then you have no motivation to do work and so I think recognizing something that my parents always told me was there's always going to be another party There's always going to be another fun event. And if you miss out, it's not like you're missing out on the one event of the year. Like, it's not like the Met Gala, okay? Also, side note, I've always wanted to go to the Met Gala, but I think everybody does. The Met Gala was a really weird thing to compare it to. Okay, anyway, 
it's not the main event of the century and there's other events going on and sometimes the way it looks on social media isn't even that grand. If it is, there's probably the same exact party the next weekend. So you're really chilling and if you have a crazy paper or whatever, work on that. Side tip, definitely try to befriend people in your classes. Like even if you just get their Snapchat or whatever to ask them for help or to study. I think it was super awesome. In a lot of my classes, I had friends and so say like I couldn't go out or I had to write a paper or whatever, I could then have a friend to do it with so it wasn't like I was ever alone in doing so. So that's always good. And then the last thing this person said was that sororities are pretentious and look for a certain type of girls, i.e. not me. So I think that it definitely depends on where you go to school. There are definitely sororities, probably at any school, where a lot of the people in their house are a certain type of way. And whether that's looks-wise or personality-wise, they all hang out with the same people, whatever. I think sororities and houses now are trying to be more diverse, which I think is super important, especially in light of everything going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and encouraging diversity. Um, But I think that that's definitely a mindset a lot of people have And if that's the case, and if you go to a house and you do rush and you feel that a sorority is pretentious or the people that they associate with or are looking for are not you, then it's their loss. And I know that's so much easier said than done. Literally, trust me. However, at the end of the day, if they're just a certain way, it wouldn't be a good fit anyway. You're like, oh, well, I want it so bad. Then you do it and then it sucks. It's like, what was that for? Last one was, and sorority rush was worse than I assumed and thought it would be. Now, unfortunately, that's true. Sorority rush sucks. I don't really think I've met many people who have enjoyed it. I think that it honestly obviously depends on your school. There's some schools who are freaking crazy. I've heard horror stories. Just like the schools in the South are so much more intense. I have a friend at Ole Miss who said it wasn't even that bad, but I think that she also went through feeling very upset constantly because you just get knocked from certain houses that you think they like you or whatever just because again they're just not looking for you and that's soul crushing at times I've also heard in the south that they do blow or blow and you either have to give a guy a blow job or do a line of coke so that's cute I've also heard at a certain school that they made girls sit on a washing machine to see if their weight like went up and down to see if they were fat and stuff, which is just so terrible on another level. Like, that is so demoralizing and just destroys girls' confidence and it shouldn't be about what they look like. Oh, I could go on a rant about that, but that's so messed up. And if your sorority makes you do that, literally leave. I don't think many sororities do that anymore, and I know frats are also more strict because of things that have happened and incidents that have occurred. However, that's really scary, and I would not be a fan. But Rush sucks because it's fake. Like, that's just the honest truth, and the girls are pretty fake. It's really great when you go through it and you meet girls who aren't, and they're super raw and genuine. I think that definitely exists, but also the girls who are rushing with you tend to also be putting up a certain persona to be liked by these certain houses, and it's, I hate fake people. Like, that's definitely one of my pet peeves. And so seeing everybody like, oh my god, hi, so nice to meet you. These girls, okay, not to just be mean to any house. Like, listen, I know this is the process. They all do it. But they come to the front and they say, hello, welcome to the house of Beta Beta Beta. We are your sisters and we're so pleased to meet you. Come inside and we'll show you our home. 
And listen, every house does it. I get it. Again, not hating on you, but oh my God. I, it took all of me not to just pee my pants. I was like, seriously? Like, you don't act like this on a daily basis. And then I talked to girls who are sophomores and they said that they would go through a two-week training to act like that and give girls water and they have to ask certain questions and whatever. So it definitely sucks. It's definitely tiring, but everybody says in the end it's worth it. So that's what matters, sisters. Woo! Okay, next. I assume that I would be studying all the time and never having fun or going out, but if you prioritize that, it's totally doable, even if you're pre-med taking three difficult science classes a semester. Awesome. There you go. See, you can do it all, sis. Next, I thought it was going to be very hard to find friends and that I was at a disadvantage for not knowing people before, but everyone is so eager to be people's friends. I think that's super important. I think people who know each other beforehand, they definitely, most of the time, oops, sorry, stay close during school. Like a lot of friend groups were formed because they brought their roommates with their friends from home and whatever, and that's super awesome, but the thing that's different from high school is people aren't clicky. Listen, there are definitely cliques, and maybe I just didn't experience this, but people, they have their groups, but they're not, like, set in stone ever. And if they are, then screw them. You don't want to be friends with them. Okay, next. All frat boys are bad. Hmm, that's debatable. Some definitely are worse than others. I think I know a lot of people who have had their fair share of bad experiences. But you know what? Everybody has bad experiences with people. But also, not every frat boy lives up to the stereotype of being a frat boy. So keep that in mind and try to get to know them. But some frat boys, especially freshmen, you go through it, is what it is. They're not worth it. Next, and that people in college party like every day. I'd say in the beginning, it's definitely crazy. Crazy fun, don't don't get me wrong at all. But it's not every single day. And if it is, then kudos to you. And that it's not as hard as teachers say it is. I mean, I'd say it depends on what your major is and what classes you're taking because there's definitely easy GEs and there's definitely easier majors than others. But I think the reason maybe it's not as hard is because you're doing something you really like and therefore you're really passionate about it and therefore you are excelling. So I think all of those together, you're just more driven and you're in a different headspace than just taking very basic courses like you do in middle school and high school. Next, and that the food and showers are gross, but the boys are hot and you like get with people every weekend. So I'd say... For the food and showers, it's funny because somebody else said for UCLA, I thought the dining hall food was going to be gross, but then B-plate happened and I was wrong. So that's kind of funny. But I think it definitely depends for food. I think UCLA is top-notch. I was spoiled. It's so good. Literally no complaints. B-plate, best dining hall ever, ever, ever. Then you go to 1919 and get a chocolate chip cookie that's like warm I call it a pizuki but it's called something in Italian that I can't pronounce so whatever and then you get your gelato and your hot fudge I don't like whipped cream anyway that's my heaven right there but it was very very yummy I think that if you don't have yummy food people just postmates all the time and then showers are gross so I think people actually enjoy communal bathrooms more than you anticipate because you shower with all your friends and blast music and whatever. 
how I, oh, so, however, I didn't experience that because I had my private bath. So, being bougie, whatever, what are you going to do about it? But my bathroom is really nice. And they also have people who clean it. So, yes, people, like, come and, like, yak everywhere or their showers would be destroyed and it's gross. But it's also, like, oh, haha, college. You know the vibes? Yeah, lovely. And then this person said, and I feel like STDs are common. So, I honestly can't really answer that because... I'm not 100% sure, except I was talking to somebody recently who was talking about chlamydia and how this person gave it to this person and this person. So, and it happened like several times. So I think depending on where you go, it could be more common. But I think that I was surprised how many guys thought it was fun not to have sex without a condom. So I think the message here is boys have condoms and girls. Hey, no, we can't leave you out of this like if you are prepared to go spend the night with a guy then be prepared okay because that's important next assumption somebody said maybe that frat boys are actually going to be attractive preach to the choir now listen not hating on any boys but just like a little bit they're not as attractive as you assume and I was talking about this with one of my friends she was saying how hot the guys at my school are and I was saying how hot the guys at her school are and I was like wherever you go you're not going to be satisfied and you're going to look at people at a different school and think that they are better and hotter so every school has its you know what you'll be a little disappointed but there are always athletes and they're super hot. Maybe a little more dumb, but you gotta give a little to get a little. You know the vibes? You know the vibes. Man, I am parched. I just have to take a water break. I have not talked this much in a very long time. Actually, that's not true. I talk a lot. Like, I really do. But just talking this much straight, you know? But it's okay. I can do it all. And if you're still listening, then queen level status, be my best friend. Thank you and good night. Okay. We're not done though. Don't fall asleep. Wake up. If only I could sing. What if I came on here and like busted a note and everyone was like, <gasps> okay. Anyway, back to the assumption. Somebody said, I thought it, I would sleep a lot and have a lot of downtime, but I slept the bare minimum to function way too often and I was always busy. Again, time freaking management. If you manage your time very well and oh my God, use a planner. My planner is my best friend. And then when you cross things off, it is the most satisfying thing and you feel like you feel so accomplished. Even if it's text this person, that's still something you do. You check it off, queen, see? Anyway, time management, super key. And also use your planner on your phone or however you use to organize your schedule. That's what I did. And so I'd know when I had free time to see people, grab lunch or dinner, what nights I was super busy that maybe I shouldn't go out and so I could see it all and so I knew what I was getting myself into to avoid what my friend said she experienced. Awesome. Next, I thought I'd make my best friends right away but the friends I made in January are now my besties. So I think that's super interesting. I think when you first get to school, everybody's just trying to be all bubbly and outgoing and welcoming which is so, so amazing However, it doesn't mean that those people you go out with every weekend are necessarily going to be your best friends. I think that that's a great way to meet people and that's kind of how friendships start. But then once you're there and you get adjusted and you come back from winter break, then you kind of feel it out, feel your vibe, meet your people and listen. I'm going to be completely transparent. I feel like I'm still getting to know people and still making friends and finding my people, quote unquote. So 
if you still haven't, don't be ashamed. And if you have, that's great. But also, you can always meet more people. Like, it's a never-ending situation. You know what I'm saying? Great. Then this person said, I thought I had gained the freshman 15, but I lost it. Now, that is awesome. I think that you... Listen, I can just say this because my school is pretty big. I walked so much. I loved looking at my health app. It literally brought me so much joy because I was like, I'm so fit. I walked four miles today. When in reality, that's probably not that much for an active person. No, I'm active. I take that back. But you know what I'm saying. Anyway, I think that some people get really, really stressed. Especially in the beginning, you're trying to get adjusted. You're kind of anxious, testing the waters. And therefore, you don't eat that much. And in the beginning... I've heard everybody say that they lost weight. These guy, uh, guy friends of mine who are older than me, who are going to be juniors, came to my high school when I was a senior and talked about their experience. And they said this exact thing where they lost so much weight because they were doing work and keeping up, but going out and just trying to do it all. And so they didn't really have time to eat. I think the scary part when you do gain weight is when you get the munchies or after you go out, a lot of schools have late night dining and so for us at my school at UCLA we had late night which was in Denev oh my goodness so delicious and then we also had 1919 and the study we really had a lot of places but late night at Denev was like the the place and it was right across from my dorm room so obviously I went there very frequently but people would just leave with like three boxes of pizza and chicken tenders and fries and you know, everything like that. So I think it's important to be aware of what you're eating late at night because that's when you kind of gain the most weight. But also, it's really just our lives are too short to stress those little things. And go to the gym, you know. Walk those four four miles like me. Next one. I thought I'd spend a lot more time with my professors outside of class, like in office hours or getting coffee, but I do be avoiding them at all costs for no reason. Now, that's pretty funny. I think that I kind of felt the same way, and I think a lot of people did. I think it's very different if you go to a small school or a big school or the size of your class. For me, whenever I had smaller classes, I was obviously closer with my professor, but I don't think I really went out of my way to just become besties with them all the time. I definitely tried to get the professors to know my name. I went to office hours when I felt as though I needed to, but it was never that popular. One time, actually this happened like three times with me. I was the only one in my office hours with my professor. So we really bonded. But I think some people are like, you know what? Lectures aren't that fun. I don't need to spend any more time with you. So you do you, sis. Next, I thought I would talk and visit to all my friends from home when I went to college. But I only visited two friends at the same school and FaceTime like two-ish friends a week. Now, I think, again, different for everybody, but a lot of people fully immerse themselves in college so great, and so they just aren't really on their phone as much, which I personally enjoy. I'm the type of person who reaches out and always tries to keep in touch, so I I don't feel like I had that issue. However, I do think college is the real test of a friendship and decides whether or not your home friends will be your friends moving forward. But then again, when you come home, you see all of the same people. But it's like if you stay close throughout or if you're just like at home, catch up friends from high school. So I think that it's also when you're leaving, you kind of get a feel for who you want to talk to and who you don't. So it's super interesting. I think that you definitely find your true friends more when you start college. Next, classes will be very difficult and I'll spend most of my time studying. 
So I think that that holds true a little bit. Again, I think it's just different for everybody. But you know what? You got to put in the work. We had a lot of schools have study halls, like study rooms and places. And around midterm and final season, they are packed. It is just the, the event of the century is to be studying. So you're not alone in that and anything like that. Somebody said, I'm going to join a bunch of activities and clubs and get involved on campus, in parentheses, LOL, I don't do anything. That's pretty funny. I think that when you first get to school, you it's difficult to just immerse yourself in everything. Club fairs are the worst. Mine was hot and sweaty and disgusting and I was miserable and did not enjoy it. And so I think that once you're there, you kind of talk to some upperclassmen or some you reach out to some friends and get a better idea of what's out there and what you would be interested in doing. But also, I think because, okay, here's the sitch. When you apply to college, you're so used to being busy and involved in so many extracurriculars, or at least I was. Maybe you like to sit home and do nothing, but whatever floats your boat. You are involved in so many different activities, and so that's how you expect your life in college to be like. And I definitely had friends who got involved in so much so quickly. And the reason why that's difficult is because you're still adjusting to college and navigating and finding your way. And so rushing into everything all at once, then you're so overwhelmed. You got schoolwork, you got meeting people. So it's definitely okay to take it slow. I'd say sophomore year moving forward is mainly like what you get involved with, what matters, because you kind of know how life operates at that point. I'll find a group of friends similar to my high school ones right away. And I think that just doesn't really happen. And if it does, kudos to you. Somebody said, thought I'd get laid every night. It was more like twice a night. All right, not gonna out that person's name, but we'll keep it moving. Then somebody said, I thought boys would want to date in college. I was miserably wrong. Listen, not to just rain on your parade, but boys in college, especially freshmen, are not interested in dating primarily. They're, they're few and far between, and if you get them, go you. If you're kind of a hookup gal, you're really thriving. And you know what? It's your time to hoe out. Boy or girl, hoe out. Do your thing. Hook up with lots of people, but again, like we discussed, be safe because we're not a fan of STDs. And just be aware that eventually I think once you have your hoeing period then you'll want to settle down with some cute person I think I'm gonna lose my voice by the end of this episode so that's lovely awesome all right next one somebody said definitely have a lot of anxiety coming to college with it being a new place so I expected there to be a lot of chaos and just a lot of uncertainty as to how my life would play out being away from home And then in reality, it was very similar to home life. And I felt comfortable being away at home, being away from home right away. So I think that's super awesome. And I think that it's a lot less scary than people anticipate. I think uncertainty in new environment is always crazy. And in the beginning, you're like running around like chickens with their heads cut off. But then you kind of find your groove, I'd say, a few weeks in. You know your way around campus. You have some familiar faces. Hopefully you got your roommates or people on your floor or some friends that you have bonded with and can get to know and everything like that. But I think what you need to do is make the effort to make whatever your new life is your new normal. That's super important. Listen to Ashley. She knows what she's talking about. Just kidding. Okay. Next person said, 
a big assumption I had is that it would be really easy to adjust and be on my own from the get-go, but it took a while to get used to everything because it was very overwhelming at first. Now, this is interesting because it kind of contradicts the thing I last said, but I think what's important to keep in mind is that it's never just perfect and easy from the start. It always takes time, so if you're struggling, listen to me. You'll feel better, guaranteed. If not, listen to me while eating chocolate, then you'll feel better. Go team. Awesome. Next, somebody said, I thought it might be hard to make friends at such a big university coming from a small school in Los Angeles, but I was presently, pleasantly surprised. I also thought getting A's in a school like UCLA would be impossible, but it's definitely possible. I thought I'd be doing homework all the time, but I didn't realize there would be so much time for other things like seeing friends, going out, and going into Westwood. Let's break that down. Why don't we? So, making friends at such a big university. We talked about this. Sorry to be repetitive, but you can do it. Lots of people to choose from. Awesome. Next, um, getting A's. Again, if you're passionate about it, you're more driven and therefore you'll want to achieve it more than maybe you would have and just taking very basic classes you're not into. Awesome. Great. Somebody said, I'm not too sure. I'm going in pretty open-minded, but I definitely have some assumptions about frats and hazing. So people are definitely afraid of that and every guy kind of keeps it on the DL because they're not really allowed to talk about it very openly. I think a lot of it is just trying to break these guys down and some of it has to do with an excessive amount of drinking or just like painstaking stupid activities. One frat at my school made the guys like stay out in shifts all night hanging Christmas lights for a certain event they had. So it really depends and it that's like not that bad. It's just frustrating. So I think it's just listening to the older guys and getting them food and drinking a lot and just doing stupid stuff hopefully it's not that bad or it's not as bad as it used to be because a lot of things a lot of negative things have happened because of hazing so that's not great this person broke it down one i assume that classes would be impossible and totally unmanageable but they're actually based off of high school knowledge typically now i'd say that's the case something that was very frustrating i don't know if any other school does this just my own? Okay, do you hear my voice? It is leaving my body, exiting the premise. Okay, I have a really quick funny story before I talk about this. I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent. But I lose my voice very frequently because I talk a lot. Lovely, thriving, woo! So frequently in high school, I'd lose my voice and I would have post-it notes or a whiteboard and walk around school and just like writing my answers and my teachers thought it was the funniest thing ever they'd like purposely call on me to see me write my response I'd write my response to my neighbor like whoever was sitting with me would say it for me like oh Ashley thinks this by the way and the whole class would laugh because I couldn't talk I don't know if that was funny or anything I just thought it was interesting that I always lose my voice so if you didn't enjoy that whatever it's fine okay so that a lot of your classes are based off of high school knowledge. So I'd say that that's definitely true. High school obviously exists to give you the foundational knowledge and prepare you for college. Uh, something that I found particular, particularly frustrating was that my school did not offer APs. And a lot of the material we learned definitely AP level material, but we didn't get credit for it. And also we weren't prepared 
for the test and when you're prepared for the test it teaches you skills like time management how to write an essay in under an hour and hit like these margins and things like that and so that was something that definitely frustrated me and also if you take APs you don't have to take certain entry level beginner classes in college so that's something that I found frustrating but at the end of the day you just catch yourself up crash course John Green okay debate John or Hank Green for crash course I'd say John Green 1000% but let me know write a review let me know let me know in the comments at big dorm energy self plug moving on next assumption I assumed it would be really hard to meet people and make friends but it's not there you have it folks you won't be lonely Next, that I would be super homesick all the time. People, I'd say for like the first three days, three to four days, some people are really homesick. I, on the other hand, was so excited to be in school. It was crazy, especially because I was on the quarter system, so all my friends were in school, and I was kind of late to the game. But I think that you're busy so much, you don't even have time to really think about missing home. And the only time people really miss home is either if like you can't go home for some reason and you skip a break or whatever, or and all your friends are together obviously FOMO you miss home but also food like you miss little foods that you'd have at home but I didn't have that problem because I go to school 10 minutes away from my home super independent guys next that the food would be awful well depends where you go I've heard some horror stories but go to UCLA all right that because school's big I never see people I knew randomly oh my goodness Okay, so when I went on my tour of schools, every time the tour guide would run into people. It was so funny. I was like, there's no way that they would just, like, see one of their friends. Oh, my goodness. You need to give yourself, like, five to ten extra minutes when walking somewhere so that you can have a quick chit-chat with someone. You know the vibes? All right, lovely. Next, that it would take me forever to become close to my roommate and got things not to be – and get things not to be awkward. So I think that, again, everybody has different stories. If you are very open and talk about things, whether or not you're best friends, you just, like, you know how each other exists pretty quickly because when you live with someone, you can't really hide anything. So you kind of know the vibes, and if you're lucky, you become close with your roommate. But if you're not, that's okay too. All right, next. I thought it would be easier to join clubs. It's really not easy. You have to, at least at competitive schools, I know this, you have to apply to join clubs, which is so intimidating and scary. And then if you miss the deadline or you're not qualified, because they ask you what experience you have. And you're like, excuse me, it's my first day at school. Leave me alone. So that's annoying. Next, I thought I'd find my group quickly. We've been over this. You don't. I thought it would be easier to get classes I wanted. Example, you get on wait lists or you don't get them. I think that something you learn very early on is that the upperclassmen get priority. And so you take a lot of GEs for a reason, but the comforting aspect of that is that there's always people your age or friends of yours in your classes. So that's super fun. And then I I thought I'd have less time to explore the city on weekends. But a lot of people feel trapped in a bubble in college. And so as soon as you have an opportunity to grab ice cream somewhere or walk down the street into town oh my goodness take it it's like a breath of fresh air and everybody I know completely appreciates that and loves it so that's super important my voice is gone it has disappeared gonna go grab the post-it notes show them to my family during dinner that'll be super exciting all right people that is all I got for you today I hope I answered any questions you had and any assumptions you had or have and just made you feel better about it you know you know lovely 
Anyway, as always, make sure to tune in to more episodes. That'd be fun. I'd really appreciate that. And go follow at Big Dorm Energy on Instagram. You know the drill. Again, I'd really appreciate it. I hope you all have a great rest of your day whenever you're listening to this. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you next time.